Welcome to a new series of podcasts from the Health and Safety Executive, aimed at helping businesses that work with chemicals. Everything you need to know before and after the end of the transition period. My name is Mick Ord, and over the next few months, I'll be your guide through some of the changes which are happening as a result of the UK leaving the European Union. We'll be releasing a different episode of our podcast every month or so until the new year. And we'll be hearing from a range of experts about what you need to do to make sure the transition goes as smoothly as possible for you. And that if you hit any obstacles, we'll point you in the right direction so you get the right answer as soon as possible. In short, we're here to help you. So subscribe to our podcast, especially if you're a newcomer to podcasts. Believe me, it's dead easy. The information we'll be giving you is important for more than 200,000 businesses involved in the export and import of chemicals throughout the UK, from the big multinationals to the small one-man or one-woman business. Joining me today is someone who's been living and breathing the changes in the legislation for the chemical sector over the past 18 months, and she's going to talk to us about why we're launching this podcast and a little bit more detail about what we can expect over the next six months or so. Kayleigh Roberts is from the HSE, and she works in the External Communications and Stakeholder Engagement Team. Bit of a mouthful, but hi Kayleigh, welcome. Hi Mick, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Now, first of all, why has the HSE decided to launch this podcast? Because it's not something that you've done before, is it? That's right, Mick. This isn't something the HSE has ever done before. And in order to help businesses prepare to get themselves ready for the end of the transition period, we want to make sure that we're making as much information available in as many different digestible forms as we can to help businesses understand the duties and obligations that they may need to undertake from the 1st of January 2021. So although it isn't something we've ever done before, last year we did actually record a series of videos. However, owing to the current public health crisis, we believe that this is a more efficient way to provide information this time round. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, as I mentioned in the introduction, you've been living and breathing the transition changes over the past year or so. So can you just give us an idea about what you and your colleagues have been doing and what it's been like being at the centre of these historical changes in legislation? As you mentioned, this is something that has never happened before and it's something that we've never had to take into account before. So in order to make sure that we've got the legislation in place for businesses to take the duties and actions that they need to from the 1st of January 2021, when the transition period ends, we've had colleagues whose primary role is to work on developing that legislation to amend the previous statutory instruments that would have come in place in 2019 to take into account the Northern Ireland Protocol. So this has been a joint effort of policy and operational colleagues across HSE and we've all been working together to make sure that that legislation is laid in Parliament to make sure that it is in place for the 1st of January 2021. We've also had colleagues working you know, on future trade agreements between the European Union and also the rest of the world and that, that is involved in a lot of trade and negotiation talks that are still ongoing as I speak. We've also had colleagues working within the team on governance, peer reviews and the strategy aspects. And also finally, the team that I work with, the communications team, we're making sure that everything that is taking place and the preparations being made for the 1st of January 2021 are able to be communicated effectively to the stakeholders within the chemical sector. 
it's been a mammoth effort you know it really really has yeah. and you know it's brought together teams from other government departments and also has been a mammoth effort within HSE itself you know there's been different teams within divisions within HSE that have been working together that may not have necessarily worked together so closely before it's been a totally different way of working. It's interesting you say that because we all watch about the EU and the government and all this. We, we all watch that on the news and we don't really realise what's going on behind the scenes. And I, th- I think it's important that people do know that. A lot of people put a lot of work into this to make it smooth for the businesses. Now, the stuff that we're going to talk about in the podcast today and over the next few months, is it applicable to businesses whether there's a deal or no deal with the EU? So I think one thing that is important to note, Mick, when you refer to deal or no deal, is that the UK left the European Union on the 31st of January 2020 with a deal. And in line with that deal, you know, we entered a transition period, which will end on the 31st of December 2020. So what is going on at this moment in time is preparations for either a negotiated future trade agreement or a non-negotiated future trade agreement. We don't actually use the terms deal or no deal anymore. And I know that that is something, you know, that stakeholders within the sector may find a little bit odd, if you will, because we've been using the terms deal or no deal for a long period of time. But it's important to note that that isn't the message that is going out anymore. OK, I'll be not using that term again, don't worry. <laughs> Which sectors in particular are you keen to reach over the next few months? HSE are involved directly in the regulation of biocides. We're also involved in the regulation for classification, labelling and packaging of chemicals and also the export and import of hazardous chemicals, which is known as PIC or prior informed consent. And HSE also has involvement in the pesticide regulation and also the REACH regulation. So what we're wanting to do is to target businesses who work within them five chemicals regimes. You know, we want to target them to make sure that they are aware of the duties and obligations that they may need to undertake. Some they may not have needed to have done before or may not have needed to consider before so we want to make sure that they've got all the necessary information that they need to prepare for the 1st of January 2021. And what are the timescales and deadlines for businesses who will be affected by the changes then uh, Kayleigh? So across the five regimes there are actually different timescales that need to be taken into consideration to ensure that legal obligations are met and one thing that I would recommend is visiting the HSE website we've got a lot of information with regards to deadlines that are in place like I mentioned you know they do vary because what we've put in place as part of the regulation is something that we refer to as transitional arrangements and them transitional arrangements basically give businesses different amounts of time to comply with different parts of the regulations to make sure that they are safely using chemicals within the market in Great Britain from the 1st of January 2021. Right, so all the information that they require either is or will be on the HSE website. Yeah, so there is a current version of guidance on the HSE website for all five of the chemical regimes that I mentioned before, and that will constantly be reviewed and updated as and when further information is available. You know, we've also got a really widely subscribed e-bulletin service, and that's got over 220,000 members. You know, that is a really well-subscribed service. And, you know, we'll make sure that any guidance changes or anything like that are also advertised via that route as well, so that businesses can be aware that these changes are being made and that there's new guidance available. Have many businesses already been in touch with HSE with queries? You know, what are the areas that they're particularly concerned about? 
concerns vary widely. You know, I think a lot of businesses now are just wanting to start to make the necessary preparations that they can, which is why, you know, in part that we are doing these podcasts, you know, we're going to have subject matter experts for all of the regimes that are going to come and discuss the necessary preparations that businesses will need to take by regime. I think businesses are just wanting to make sure that they are adequately prepared for anything that they need to do in the immediate term after the 1st of January 2021, but also things that they may need to start preparing for now. You know, there may be duties and obligations that come in six months after the end of the transition period that they may need to start making preparations for now. Okay. Now, what might be the consequences if businesses put off engaging with the HSE for another day because, say, they're too busy dealing with the everyday stresses and strains of running their own business? I think one of the main things that we should take into consideration is that HSE is there for businesses We operate some help desk functions. We've got the available guidance. We're also producing further communications products like this podcast. We're doing events across government and also HSE-led events. And what I think it's important is that businesses who are within these chemical sectors start to engage with us as soon as possible because there may be some duties and obligations that they need to undertake after the transition period ends that they were not actually aware would be relevant to them. They may not have had to do them before. They may not have had to consider them before. So in order to make sure that these businesses have got enough time to make these necessary preparations, you know, I would advise any business who's involved in any of the regulations, if they've not engaged with HSE or they do have any questions for us to get in touch as soon as they can. Like I said, you know, we've got help desk functions across all of the chemicals regimes where you've got access to experts within their field who will be able to help you and guide you and give you any advice that you need. Brilliant. Now, if someone hits a brick wall when they log onto the HSE website and maybe can't find the information or guidance they need, what should they do? I would recommend contacting the help desk, which, as I mentioned, you know, operate by regime. And I believe these help desk email addresses are actually going to be part of the bio for this podcast. So they will be readily available for stakeholders to actually copy and paste and get in contact with HSE directly that way. Okay, smashing. Now, remind us once again briefly, if you would, Kelly, what areas we can expect to hear about over the coming months in these podcasts? In the coming months, we are going to have subject matter experts available for all of the five regimes that HSE have got regulatory responsibility for to give the information, the duties and obligations, you know, the legal side of things that businesses need to make sure that they're considering when they're making preparations for the end of the transition period. Them subject matter experts are going to be there to go through in further detail all of the transitional arrangements when things need to be acted on and how they can do that as well. So how they can make, you know, data submissions to HSE or how they can engage with HSE directly. And remind us again of how we log on to the HSE website and especially how people listening can subscribe to the bulletin. The HSE website can be found via any search engine. If you search HSE chemicals, you will be taken to the landing page, which has got all the information and all of the regime guidance pages. Also, in addition, the e-bulletin subscription box is always at the bottom of all of our pages. And businesses can put information into that, you know, their email address or or their business's email address where they can sign up and select the regimes that they wish to get updates on via the e-bulletin service. Like I said, you know, that's really widely subscribed and we do get feedback from stakeholders. That is actually a really valuable tool and alert tool, if you will. And that's how we intend to use it this time round. Like I mentioned, you know, to advertise events, guidance updates and also, you know, we'll be using it to advertise these podcasts as well. Smashing. Many thanks, Kaylee. That was really, really helpful.
Now, we may be hearing from you again later in the podcast series, but in the meantime, I would strongly urge you to take a look at the HSE website, as Kayleigh explained, subscribe to the e-bulletin, and of course, this podcast. And if you're particularly concerned about the changes in the various processes and forms that you'll have to fill in, remember, we're here to help and support you with information whenever we can. None of us likes change, but believe me, with a bit of guidance and support from us at the HSE, we'll do everything in our powers to make sure you've got the right information as we move into 2021. My name's Mick Ord. Thank you for listening. Speak soon. <laughs>